Well, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 137 of Starting the Conversation. So high of a number. I'm your host, Alice Benham, here with the most consistent and frequent co-host there ever has been on this podcast, Emily Osborne. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Happy New Year, everyone. (gasps) Happy New Year. Question for you, Em. How long do you say Happy New Year for? How many days into January? Like this comes out on the 4th. Is it appropriate to be saying Happy New Year's for the good people? I'd give it until the 5th, max. (laughs) Wow, okay. So if you're listening to this after the 5th, you've only got a 24-hour window to listen to this episode and then Happy New Year is now irrelevant. Get all your Happy New Year's out and then it's over. Interesting. I love an email opener that's a, a kind of, not a festive time of year that's like seasonal. Like mm. I like when it's, you know, hope you and your family are blah, 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 or hope you had a lovely this. It just kind of brings me a bit of joy. I mean, I don't Aww. ever do it, so it's a bit hypocritical, but I really appreciate when it's done back. Oh, yeah, your emails are quite um, to the point. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how you were going to phrase them. I give it a whole, like, I hope you had a great weekend and you were rested and you went on <laughs> lovely walks. I will make it fluffy if I need to make it fluffy. But when it's to, (laughs) like, I never, I think my thing is I never say someone's name or hi. Like, if I'm replying to an email, I won't say like, hi, Emily, or thanks, Em. I'll just immediately type my reply. And then Uh, I always give it hi and thanks, as you've probably noticed. I have noticed that. I do notice, like, you'll send me an email that's, I mean, all of our emails are internal. No one sees them, but they're always so... So kind and professional. And to clarify, I'm not like, I'm not mean via email. I'm just, I just say what I'm meaning to say and then kind of leave the rest at that. But it's something I need to work on. That's why I felt bad when I texted you yesterday. I was like, we haven't spoken in two weeks. And I just texted you saying, still on for 10 a.m. tomorrow? And then I was like, Alice, don't be a dick. Like, you sound like a dick. <laughs> no recognition of Christmas or anything. She's just like, are you reporting for work? What are you doing? <laughs> Will I see you at 10am? I think I worry that it's insincere because I don't, I mean, I do hope. Because you don't mean it. (laughs) But I just thought, well, I'm going to see you on this podcast and we're going to catch up. So I'll just, I'll just leave it for this, you know? Yeah. I'm going for. Well, I'm glad we've clarified. So 5th of Jan, stop with your happy new years and just start with, hope you're doing well in these shit times. Unprecedented times. The year of the unprecedented M really is. Going into year, the second year of unprecedented. Honestly, I still laugh. I know I say this really often, but I still laugh when I listen back to our first pandemic episode where we're Mm. like, yeah, in two weeks, we're going to be out of this. And I just think, I mean, our little hearts couldn't have taken the reality that it that it has been when someone said it could last six months that were it my mind was blown I could not comprehend it let alone yeah. coming up to one year yeah I thought it was gonna be over and we were gonna have parties in the street and <laughs> that's I like mean, a view <laughs> it's just not I what's gonna we happen we should have a um like an anniversary party like a birthday party a lockdown one yeah like for the pandemic what was it like March something well, you know what we could do when it's been a year since that episode came out, our lockdown episode, we should go through and dissect it bit by bit. Mm. Things that you say, things that I say that were just completely wrong. Mm. What's interesting, to be fair, is that a lot of our advice or things we were encouraging each other with is still very spot on. Like it still oh. rings true. This far on, we're just talking about making the most of it and doing what you can and 
you know, staying grateful. So here we are. Here we are. Still making it happen. Uh, how's your Christmas? I haven't spoken to you in a while. <laughs> Alice is saying that sarcastically because we've recorded this podcast once. I actually didn't say that sarcastically, <laughs> Emily. I genuinely meant that because I thought we were faking it. This just wasn't the re-record. Um, and you had some annual leave the last week of work. So we actually haven't spoken in a while. No, Thank we haven't. We haven't spoken. I had a lovely Christmas. Thank you. So... I think like a lot of people, my plans were quite disrupted a few days before Christmas and it was pretty sad because my dad was meant to come over for lunch and then he couldn't because he was in tier four. Love it. And then on Boxing Day, we got plunged into tier four anyway. So we had to change some plans around, but we absolutely made the most and it was really fun, really jolly time. Was it yours and James's? Are you used to doing Christmas Day together? Was that a new thing? So we usually are together but we go to my parents and his parents split the day we had previously had one Christmas away from home before so we'd kind of done that thing before where we hadn't seen our parents and we kind of knew the drill and then this year we were like this is hopefully the only year this is going to happen so we decided just to have a completely unique unicorn Christmas day and we went for it I love it a little barbecue on the beach Saw that in your story. We had a barbecue for breakfast on the beach. Um, I Sorry, was it not freezing? It really was cold. cold on Christmas Day. It was cold. I think it was only a few degrees, but it was <laughs> <laughs> it was really sunny. I don't feel the cold, but James was absolutely freezing. Oh, and we stayed out for about three hours and he, he was freezing. That is commitment to the cause. Yeah. Yeah, wow. bless him. That's very impressive from him. He had every piece of clothing and like, blankets on he was so cold but anyway he got through it he's fine he needs to do some of your um cold therapy that you're doing you know how you're prepping to do cold water swimming you need to get james involved in the in the you're prep. right maybe that right him. i do yeah he is he interested to... in the cold showers or i haven't asked actually maybe oh. <laughs> i'm I not insinuating you should shower together but just i don't know maybe that could be a fun project for you both <laughs> I'll ask him. Got some time on his hands. I'll see if he wants to get in on my cold water swimming project. So I'm trying to train myself to be able to swim in cold water. So I'm doing cold showers, but like 10 seconds at a time, try and build up my resistance. I love that. When I first started doing cold showers, I did the same like little breaks of time. And I would honestly just get in and just be making the most hysteric noises just being there like, oh, oh my gosh, this, this. And then I just started thinking like, do I need to make the noises? Can we mm. do it without the noise? And I realised like, oh yeah, it's kind of, it's all in your head. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. I'm like, yeah, you're cold, but does it, does it hurt? Like, is it going to hurt you? No, but I count to 10 so quickly. Like, One, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah, and then that's I, 10, temperature up. Thank yeah, you very I turned much. that hot tap like so fast. I'm like, come on, come on, come on. It trains you well though. Like when, if your boiler breaks, if you're going camping and you need to have a cold shower, you're going to be set for life. I know it's not a popular thing. I feel like I've, I wouldn't put it on my dating profile that I have cold showers, but I think in life it's actually a very useful, so useful do you, habit. Do you have a cold shower every day? All my showers are cold, yeah. And you don't just do like a few minutes cold and then go hot? So on a Saturday, <laughs> I usually have a really long shower you know the kind of shower, apologies to any men listening to this, where oh, you, like, you like shave. exfoliate, shave, like just do everything possible to your body. Yeah. I tend to do that. I mean, not really now because I'm not seeing anyone on the weekends, but usually would have done that on a Saturday. Mm. So for that, I do cold 
always do cold for the hair washing and the body washing Mm. because it's good for your hair. But then I would treat myself to a bit of hot for the rest of it. But yeah, mainly fully cold. Although this time of year, it's very cold. Like a summer cold shower is not as cold as a wind. Like the water is cold. Yeah, cold pipes. Right now. It's cold pipes. I would know because <laughs> I had to, um, already told you this, I had to fix my boiler yesterday. Very proud moment for me. Did I'm it by terrifying. Yourself. I'm still worried that suddenly a pipe's going to burst. And no, I think you're okay die. if it was just that the pressure dropped. Yeah. And it is amazing. Like they do, things do actually make sense. Like I was watching this YouTube video where this very helpful man was going, well, turn that that way, turn that that way until the dial gets to this, then turn it back. And I did it and just thought, well, that was actually quite simple. Mm. And I feel ashamed that I immediately went to FaceTime my dad and email the landlady. Probably in future, maybe figure things out myself or before landing on those things. But there we I go. I love that. Um, any other highs? Anything you're getting up to in this weird time between Christmas and New Year's? Walking. Um, <laughs> Tier four friendly. Don't we love it? <laughs> walking, cooking, sleeping is about all I've got. How about you? I love that. Um, yep, walking. I'm pretty walked out at this point. I do think I've been on more walks in 2020 than I probably went on. I'd say 2017 to 2019 matched together. <laughs> I think I maybe went on a walk once a week then. It's at least once a day at the moment. It's amazing. Getting bad. I had it the other day where I went on a walk in the morning with one friend, walk at mm. lunch with another friend, walk in the afternoon with another friend. What you have to do. Anyway, to see people these days. I've got a list, actually, of things to do in a Alice fashion. <laughs> Still got mm-hmm. a to-do list. Because it turns out living on your own and being in tier four is quite a sorry situation over here. I mean, I appreciate whatever circumstance you're in, it's not ideal. I'm sure if I had a partner, I'd be very irritated by them to be locked in for this amount of time. But yeah, I found myself like boxing day was nice, had a nice chilled out day. And then I was like, right, we're going to need something to do over the next week. So going to clean out my car. I'm going to put my Christmas decorations down. When do I do them is my question. I think I'm going to go for New Year's Day. Oh, okay. I didn't want to be a Scrooge and take them down too soon, but I also know my personality type where if I don't take them down before work begins on the 4th, oh, they yeah. will still be up on, on Easter Sunday probably. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at them on Boxing Day actually and I was a bit like, I kind of want to put you away now. Yeah, I'm kind of over it. I feel like it's just... That are just irritating me. Mm. Too joyful. It's not on my level. Like the level I'm on is like 2 p.m. drinking, quite drunk by 6 p.m. When I say drunk, I just mean tipsy. I'm not like actually drunk on my own. That would be concerning. Um, Fall asleep then, by seven. Well, order a Chinese at six. Mm. Eat the Chinese. Well, that's really gutted yesterday. This would be my low. I ordered a Chinese. And if you spent 16 pounds, you got an extra thing for free and you could pick from a few things. So obviously I got something extra so that I got £16. Then I requested chips because you had to write it in the box and I never got my free thing. And I just felt a little bit cheated. Absolutely cheated. I feel like that happens to you quite a lot, Alice. (laughs) Well, like with my gin crackers. Exactly. I think you (laughs) quite like that. I love a bonus. You love the bonus. Yes. But you never get the bonus. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you, Emily. Like when I was buying my car... He said like, oh, if you, if you want to take it home before, I think it was pre-Christmas last year, he said that he'd throw in like a car cleaning kit. I've never cleaned mm-hmm. my car in my life. My time is best spent elsewhere. Did I choose to pick it up sooner because I wanted the kit? Yes. Did I get the kit? Absolutely not. No. Still never set eyes on it. Gosh. 
I mean, it's a good thing for other people in my life to know. Like, if you want to motivate me, give me a, the option of a freebie. I don't even need it. I'm just, I'll just do it. Just for the possibility. <laughs> for the hope. <laughs> That's what's keeping me going. Amazing. I have got a low for you, Em, mm-hmm. which was that um, I say I had a chilled out boxing day. I did until 2 p.m. At which point, and this is definitely a boxing day first for me, I went on a date, a first date <laughs> on boxing day. Here's the thing. If you would then together forever, it was this great love story. That would be a fantastic start. Like we went on our first date on Boxing Day. That's amazing. But that's but not the story. That's not what happened, eh? No, I mean, it wasn't a disaster of a date. We, I mean, tier four, went on a walk. Yay. You did say when we first started walking, there's a really nice, you'd love it actually. There's a really big hill where I live and you can go right up to the top and there's a little cafe, walk around, look over Winchester. And I was like, oh, do you come here often? He was like, honestly, I effing hate walking. I never <gasps> go on walks. I've just come because I think you're fit. (laughs) Oh my God. He didn't quite say it that harshly, but I think he was like, I wouldn't go on a walk if I didn't think you were hot. And I was like, well, it's strike one. It's a compliment. Like I really appreciate the kind words, but you're kind of, I'm I'm a big, as I've said already, I'm a big walker. So Mm -hmm. you're not doing well with that, with that part. He also then, I haven't told you this. He then went on to explain to me the most mansplaining way I have ever witnessed what tax deductible means. Oh, Jesus. And I just thought you do not know who you're speaking to. Like qualified accountant, run a business. You're really irritating me. And he genu- genuinely, he was acting like he was explaining to me, I don't know, how rocket ships work. He also hasn't done his research because he would have seen you're your real. Well, I keep my last name off oh. of, yeah, I keep my last name off of dating profiles because I'm quite Googleable and there's quite a lot you can find. Like I don't enjoy that pre first date they could find how much I pay myself as a salary, episodes with my ex-boyfriend. Like, it's a little bit too much, I think. Brief first date to give That's to them. really funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was basically, we were having a conversation about SEISS, you know, the grant that you could get if you're oh, self-employed because yeah. he's self-employed as well. And I was like, oh, like, why couldn't you access it? And he was like, well, I'm, I'm very efficient with my taxes. And I was like, oh, Ugh. here we bloody go again. And then he proceeded to explain to me how it worked and then didn't, still didn't ask me once what I did. So I didn't even get the pleasure of being like, thank you. I didn't need you to explain that to me. I'm not an idiot. I just kind of stood there and went, yeah, 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 that's, yeah, wow. Loser. Uh, And then strike two and three. We then went to the supermarket to get snacks. 2020. (laughs) 2020 dating. Let's go to Tesco. Well, we went to Tesco to get some snacks. And I think it was with, I think he had the presumption that maybe there was going to be a next step to this date. So this was like the halfway house of the date. (laughs) <laughs> where are you going to go next like a car wash <laughs> you do you can't even be in the same car as someone can you no you can't that's not legal you would have been at the garden center if it wasn't boxing day maybe the mcdonald's drive through in and sit in our cars next to each other with him that sounds like it would have been a good outcome <laughs> <laughs> right so next strike you'll you'll hate this one didn't have a mask in his car irresponsible didn't have a mask like i have a mask in every non-my-body orifice yeah. in my life. Every coat, every bag. Yeah. Glove box, everywhere. Yeah. Mask in every place. And he was like, oh, I'll just use my hoodie. Oh. I was like, well, sir, I've got a spare mask. So here you go, loser. And then... It might have been worse, actually, you giving him your mask. <laughs> oh, it was unused. I have disposable oh. ones in my car. Fine, fine, the situation is just like this. 
And then, I mean, to be fair, his account of the date is probably the same as mine of like, oh, she loves walking. She's got loads of masks. She's got spare masks in her car. <laughs> she loves walking and she's got loads of masks. What a loser. Oh, loser. <laughs> and then we're in the supermarket, big Tesco by my house. We're down the fruit and veg aisle and I asked him if he had a favorite supermarket. He said no. I was like, you have not got any affinity to end. Like if I said, what's your favorite flat? What's your favorite flat? And he was like, honestly, they're all the same to me. And I just thought, no. you, you find no joy in this world. You are dull, very dull. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Alice. Everybody I would knows. have walked away. You go bakery there. You like the fruit and veg there. You like the meat there. You like the book selection there. It's just the way it goes. I'm all about the book selection, the clothes, the home section, Sainsbury's home uh, section. It's so out of 10. good. Really good. There's a big Sainsbury's near me that's got a little sushi to go. Have you seen them? Okay. It's, it's like a little sushi island in the middle of the store. Oh, I've seen that in Waitrose, but not on a... Sainsbury's, yeah. Not on a Sainsbury's level. Yeah. I feel like Sainsbury's is a bit bougie, you know? I think it's, it's quite, quite a bit expensive. bougie. Yeah. I've recently started, not recently, I think I talked about it on the podcast, but just amazed at how cheap Aldi is. Still can't mm-hmm. go over it. But, I mean, you pay for it. It's a very stressful shopping experience. Um, and then just finally, final thing, we're then down the crisp aisle. Obviously, I got some pop chips because crisp of the century. Uh, and he told me he doesn't like crisps. I just, what's the point? That's one of those statements that's just inflammatory, like being like, oh, I don't watch TV. Yeah, you probably do. Or people that are like, I don't like chocolate. Well, you probably do. You're just trying to be interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? By trying to be interesting, very bloody boring. So like who doesn't get passionate about crisps? Right. There is, if I went on a date with someone and as we walked around Tesco, we are debating the best supermarket to buy certain mm. things that I think, wow, I have met the absolute one here. Whereas mm. he probably went home, chatted to his mates and was like, she's so weird. She kept asking me what my favourite supermarket and my favourite crisps were. But I'm glad you're with me. I was doubting myself for a bit, but not the one for me. I will debate who's got the best bakery with you for all of time. Don't worry. Do you know what? I really do think that it's Asda. But I don't have an Asda anywhere near me. I, I like the little bakery. Really strong have- bakery ever witnessed a little or an Audi bakery? I don't know if Does Audi, Audi have, have it, one? but I'm trying to think. Sometimes I get the two of them mixed up in my brain because they look quite similar inside. Yeah, the only way I remember is Audi starts with an A and so does Alice and I live near an Audi. <laughs> <laughs> that is how my brain works. Wowzers, that was amazing. Any more highs and lows? Anything we've missed out on? Anything happening in your life? Get any nice Christmas presents? I did actually. Yeah, I got um, I got a really really cool yoga mat. Right. That is designed for sweaty hands. Have you which got sweaty is hands? me. I always have sweaty hands. <laughs> sweaty fingers, Em. Yes, I've always got a bit of clammy hands. Um, so that was fantastic. Were you a bit insulted, or did you feel really known? No, James got it for me. I was like, yes, I've that always got great. sweaty hands. Yes, that was really cool. I got I got loads of really nice things. Yeah, I was very happy with my gifts. Also, I'll have gifts to unwrap in like March because I haven't seen my parents or James's parents. <laughs> oh yeah, that's such a dream. Yeah. I've got some secret Santa gifts here and I'm so close to opening a couple of them. Like oh, not really? the proper gifts, but you know, and you've just bought people like a bit of chocolate or uh, yeah. I don't know, I just think, could I replace that down the line before I see them? Definitely. You could. Does that mean I should? Maybe not. I've actually already eaten all of the chocolate from my stocking, which is more chocolate than I'd like to admit. 
things are getting desperate food wise <laughs> i've eaten so much chocolate and so much cheese i've challenged myself today to not have any chocolate or cheese i mean that's the main two food groups at christmas you yeah it's a challenge i know it is i'm just gonna try and concentrate on eating some grapes or something today yeah Rain i went to in. tesco yesterday with um it was a much more enjoyable trip solo than it was with date boy i tell you that bro was you know optimistic bought healthy food ready to go i was like right come on like i got got my family to take all the leftovers with them when they left on christmas day i just thought no, I don't want it in the house. Otherwise I'll eat it or obviously mm. regretted that. But then did this healthy shop, got in yesterday. As I said, started drinking at 2 p.m. And then ordered a Chinese and had to freeze the healthy food because I haven't eaten it yet. So, I mean, my intentions were there. The follow through was minimal, but I've decided until New Year's, we're just doing what we need to do. Surviving. This time of the year is bonus time. Do whatever you want, eat what you want, be yeah. who you want. Wow, I love that, Em. Although I do need to have an end point to that because I'm not very good at, what's the word I'm looking for? Like stopping? Control, stopping, <laughs> knowing when it's enough. So yeah, I need to be, be clear with myself, right? First of Jan. It's, and that's not like a first of Jan, like I'm not going on a diet. I'm just going back to my normal diet, yeah. which is slightly more balanced and healthy than my current one. But you know what? Until then, do what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Crack on. Crack I'm here on. for that. Uh, do you know what I was thinking yesterday is why are pigs and blankets not more of a year-round thing? Yeah, I've got a theory on pigs and blankets this year as well. Go on. I realised on Christmas Day, with the bacon and the sausage, I actually can't taste the bacon or the sausage. They're just mushed together and I actually lose two good things by <laughs> combining them. Have you ever... That's so interesting. I don't think I've ever thought about it in that way before, but you know what? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think actually I love pigs and blankets, but actually what I love is sausages and bacon. I Separately. don't know if I love them together. Interesting. I'm trying to think back to my Christmas Day dinner. I know this is TMI, but I get... Do you know this about me? If I get too stressed, I just start throwing up. I've told you that. I, I have known that in the past yeah you've yeah. probably witnessed it before my dad and I cooked Christmas dinner because I had to hello tear rules had to host at my house so we tag teamed it and I was so stressed cooking like fire alarm kept going off roast potatoes weren't weren't crisping as much as I thought they would ate my full Christmas dinner came upstairs puked every single ounce of my stomach up had a nap Alice. for an hour and then I felt cracking so I think I've kind of blanked out I'm trying to remember back but bad memories really Oh, don't get that stressed about it. It's not worth it. It's just a roast potato. This is what I think on Bake Off when they start crying. I'm like, it's just a biscuit. Don't worry. I think I didn't realise I was stressed though until I threw up and I was like, why have I just thrown up? Maybe I was stressed, but I had a whiteboard. I had a schedule on it. Everything was colour-coded. I mean, apart from the four fire alarms, it was quite a calm experience really. And the roast potatoes, 10 out of 10. Bang in. If slash when we host the retreat again, I might take over and do some roast potatoes one evening purely for personal enjoyment. <laughs> so Who doesn't love a roasty? Yeah, I could eat just roast potatoes and gravy for a meal. Happy, yeah. Very happily. And a Yorkshire pudding. Yeah. Oh, I love Yorkshire puddings. Me I'm too. honestly like living in regret that I told my family to take all the leftovers with them. Just do a little mini roast for one person. Also, I've never cooked a roast dinner before. So I realised on Christmas Day, I've never cooked a roast. And here I hey, am did you have attempting one Christmas your, dinner. Um, after your beach barbecue. So we had beach barbecue and then I had a shower and actually got dressed about 2pm. Love that. And then we start, We thought, oh, best eat something or cook something about mm. four. 
neither of us could be bothered. We really didn't want to deal with the timing, so we just chucked it all in. That chaos is stressful to me. It was it wasn't. It was calm, but I just realised I've never cooked a roast dinner. I don't know what I'm doing, so I just did the washing up. <laughs> I mean, did it turn out okay? Yeah. It was it was okay. It was fine. It was good. We ate and we were full, you know? Box ticked. Yeah. It was good. It is a lot of stress. Mm. I would want to do it for other people. Like I'd hate to have to serve mm. that to my family. I'd be like, oh, I don't know. It was definitely an experience hosting Christmas. I mean, if you told me a year ago, Alice, you're going to be hosting Christmas when I hadn't even moved out of my house. Mm. We don't really break tradition in our family. So yeah, I, I kind of understand now when people are like, oh, it's a lot for one day. Like I took a whole day to prep beforehand. It's all the shopping, it's all the sorting. And then you're just hosting all day. And I mean, you've seen my house. It's very open plan. So you best believe any mess was quite a communal mess. So, you know, it was an adventure. We learned things. I do wonder if this year will break tradition for a lot of families. Because we, ever since I've remembered, have always done Christmas Day at my family's house altogether. And I wonder if now, like, we've almost, like, bookended that because we had to change it. So maybe it all will be different from now on. Maybe my brother will go to his girlfriend's house or who knows what. I found it really liberating. I thought it was quite fun. And I really hope other people felt like that as well, because I just really enjoyed that. I can do whatever I want. Mm. You can just think, what do you, that's how I'm feeling about New Year's Eve. Like, what do I yeah. want to do yeah. on this evening? I was invited to a uh, Zoom New Year's Eve party. Oh, no. Day. Did you decline? I shall not be attending. <laughs> I just thought, sorry to sound so grumpy, but I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> I think I'd rather invite the Tesco boy round than yeah. the Zoom date. And that says a lot, my boredom levels. I'd have to have a lot of alcohol. But yeah, I guess it's trying to, it's not omitting the fact that there's sadness around it. Like it's changing plans and not doing what you'd want to do is hard. But yeah, I think seeing it like, oh, well, what can we do instead? And maybe mm. there can be some, like, when again will we get permission to literally do nothing? Yeah over Christmas or on New Year's Eve and not feel bad about that. Like usually I feel really guilty that I don't have these extravagant New Year's plans. And this year it's illegal to do that. So shame, shame on me. I won't be able to do it. I was going to say what you and James do for New Year's, but I think we should probably get to the uh, slightly more topical part of the episode. Let's get to it. Just a chit chat. Don't we love it? Well, I wanted this episode, you know, just to kind of ease people back in. I was thinking, what would I want to listen to? on that first week back at work. So hopefully the chit chat has, you know, maybe just brought people a bit of company. And then as the first episode of the year always is, we're going to have a bit of a chat about our yearly intentions and what we want 2021 to hold. If people are already familiar with my method of intention and goal setting, click that little 15 second fast forward button. I do that whenever there's an ad. Do you do that, Em? Yeah. Okay. I do wonder, this is totally just a tangent here. Um, are they going to make podcasts like TV where you can't fast forward the ads? Because surely they know that nobody listens to the ads. I think that's possible. Yeah. Because also there's this um, statistic flying around that a lot of people don't mind ads in podcasts at all. They're really mm. accepting of it. I don't mind an ad. Do you prefer, here's a question, do you prefer ads when it's like so obviously an ad, like it's a different person's voice? they're just telling they're literally selling something to you or like they do on say like shag married annoyed they almost make the ad into the vibe of the podcast like a skit Mm -hmm. do you like that so here's my thing on ads i really want a sting so i know 
that that conversation's ended and the ad is coming. Yes. And then I would always prefer either someone else's voice or that it's very obviously pre-recorded and not part of the episode Uh, because I find that really frustrating. Also, having worked in, I didn't work in ads, but having worked in like an advertising process before, you have to make it really clear that an ad is an ad and Mm. that's such a strict rule that sometimes on podcasts I get a bit annoyed by it. Yeah, the lines of blood. I'm the same. Like I appreciate the, I see the effort and the intention. I'm trying mm. to get it to blend in, but I like, like, I want some music in the background. I want a sting. Yeah. I want to know that I'm listening to an ad. I mean, I purely so I know where to skip who, so I don't yeah. miss anything that's not an ad. But um, That's it. Yeah, exactly. Interesting to know. I mean, probably should be something that we do at some point, 137 episodes in. Probably should monetize this in some way, but hey-ho, here we are. It'll always be one of our goals that uh, just gets migrated for the next quarter. Don't we love it? So circling back to where we actually began that conversation, some of you might already be familiar with the way that we do intention and goal setting. It does actually now have a title because now that we've created the planning and productivity range with Polly, it is titled the AB method, but it feels very narcissistic to go. So guys, let me, let me explain to you the AB method, (laughs) carefully curated, because I think that makes it probably sound more professional than it is. It's basically just a way of staying focused on the big picture and taking action on a daily basis that I've kind of evolved over the last four or five years of running a business. And I think I find it super helpful in keeping us really focused on the long-term vision, but always taking regular action to get there and kind of bridging the gap in terms of setting goals that have a purpose and always thinking about the action that we're going to take. It's something that I teach to students, clients. It's now something that you can implement with the AB method product range, which is very exciting. So the method is we set yearly intentions, which are words and statements that depict the long-term vision of the business, how we want things to look and feel by the end of the year. And then what we do each quarter, well, I tend to do it myself and then we'll talk about it, won't we, Em? And I'll see if you've got anything to add or kind of change with that. We'll then set quarterly goals, which directly line up with and work towards those yearly intentions. Um, And then we have a think about what we're each doing on a monthly, weekly, and daily basis in order for those goals to be achieved. I think especially after the year that we've had, hopefully a lot of people are realizing like setting quite tangible and measurable goals for a whole year actually isn't always very productive. I think you often need your kind of year's vision to be quite flexible and to kind of almost be quite vague. And then on a quarterly basis, you can make that a bit more, a bit more tangible and a bit more actionable. Is this something you do for your work? I know you do it when we're working on the business together. Is it something you do? You don't have to say yes. Last year, I'd say I dabbled. Okay. But I wasn't very strict with myself and I didn't keep my like goals or intentions in front of me all the time. I'd kind of write them in a notebook and they'd get buried and I'd forget and then I'd find them again. But this year, because you kindly gifted me the AB method range. Mm-hmm. So I, I have the, I've done, I've, so I've popped my intentions onto my yearly planner and I have the quarterly view in front of me. So I've got my intentions, but I've not broken it down into the goals for the quarter yet. Cause I think that's the harder bit, right? Is knowing, okay, how do I break this down into like tangible steps that are going to move me towards where I want to go? Yes. Yeah. It's that bridging the gap between long-term vision and action. So that's why, why the products are great. And there is a worksheet actually, if you wanted to. That's to what I'll in. do. I'll listen to the audio and do my worksheet. The audio that you edited in case you've not heard enough of my voice, you can listen to that whilst you fill it out. But no, I think that's, that's great. I'm glad that you use it. And 
the goals, yeah, the goals definitely the hard part because I think we immediately think about goals when you think like, oh, what do you want to achieve this year? What do you want to do this year? Our minds always jump to the quite, or at least I find this, the quite kind of tangible, practical stuff. Like, oh, I want to launch this. I want to make this much money. I want to move here. I want to do that. But actually a lot of the time I find we don't achieve goals because they're not rooted in purpose. They don't have that wider intention, which they feed into. So even if the goals that you set for the quarter are goals that you already have in mind when you're thinking about the year ahead, actually by starting with the intentions, you kind of capture the long-term vision and then you set your goals as kind of almost the vehicle, I guess, of how those intentions are achieved. And it also allows you to be a little bit flexible when things like global pandemics happen and you need to kind of change direction a little bit. So shall I tell you, Em, for what we might pretend is the first time, but is actually the second time, uh, what our intentions for 2021 are. Yes, please. Let us begin. At least I could guess correctly what one of them was (laughs) this time round. That was a painful two minutes of the last recording that we did. People be glad they didn't listen to that. So the three words for 2021 for the business are established, clear, and scalable. So we like to have our three words. I say we, I don't want to say I, because it's not just me, but I set them, but then you're still involved in them. So I'm saying we, but we all know what that means, right? Understood. To it. Thank you. I always struggle. I'm like, is it my business? Is it our business? Is it yours? Like, do you want it? I'll just give you all the shares if you want. I'm just confused. But we set these three intentions and words and then obviously do a bit of clarification as well of what those intentions actually mean. But for me, these intentions are about stepping into 2020 and really seeing how much we can take the business to the next level. I mean, I feel like that is the goal for me every year is how do we take it to the next level? But definitely, you know, in 2020, although it was unexpected, I feel like we really leveled up by adding more stuff in. So we added a lot more offerings in. I mean, people can hear more about our 2020 reflection in the previous episode if they want to, but it was a lot of building and adding and growing in terms of, you know, new platforms, new services, new products. I feel like it's then a bit of a change of gear for 2021 where, I mean, touch wood, I'm sure we'll add a few new things in, but I don't feel like anything's really missing. You Mm -hmm. know, we've kind of ticked the boxes of having semi-passive income and passive income and being on quite a few different platforms. And now I think it's about seeing how much we can scale with that. So, okay, we've got all these things, let's all push them to their limit, almost just put steroids into the business and see how much we can scale things up, which is quite exciting. I like that. I feel like if it was always, I don't know, that energy of building, I don't know about you, but I'm a little bit exhausted by it because we did so much of it last year. I think there's a little bit of anxiety that comes with the first time you're doing something, Mm -hmm. um, which is just completely natural and expected, but it's nice going into 2021 knowing that we have actually done everything once before and now it's just about making it the best that it can be. Yeah. It's almost like the business feels, I say complete. I mean, it's always evolving, but it feels like we've at least, you know, like when you see those graphs about the reality of growth, it's like up a step and then you level it out and then it's up a step. It feels like we've got to the, I know this isn't a visual podcast, but like we've, we've done the up and now it's about sustaining that and seeing how much we can do with it, which I mean, I'm sure by the end of this year, we'll be then itching to be like, okay, now we want new and more and adding. But yeah, mm. definitely feels like the right change of pace for 2021. So just quickly, what those three intentions mean, because I used to just set words, but definitely learned that when you just set words, it's so hard when you're then setting your goals and when you're measuring how well you work towards that intention at the end of the year to actually 
do that because I mean to be more established that could yeah it's quite (laughs) open-ended yeah that's good Alice so what those mean for the business this year to be more established is about being exposed to new audiences which established is one that we've had as an intention for the last two years it is constantly rolling into the next year but it always looks a bit different so this year it's about being exposed to new audiences stepping into new circles working on kind of PR and outreach strategies which is something I think so far in the business that has been quite unintentional and ignored we're very fortunate that those things have still happened but it's definitely not been through our own action that they've happened and I think also thinking about my kind of personal network. I know that sounds so like cringe and icky, but I think just being a bit more proactive about who the business is connecting with, because I mean, we realized it massively in 2020, didn't we? Like we are in an echo chamber and there's some lovely things about how close and small often the community feels, but I think Mm -hmm. especially with our big plan for the year is about scaling. Well, in order to scale, you need more people. And if you're in a closed circle, it's a limited amount of people. Yeah. So, and I don't say that, I feel like that sounds really icky. Like I'm just being like, we need more people to sell things to. It's not that, but I guess I'm just excited by what we could do if we had more, more opportunities for growth. Yeah. So that's what established looks like. And then to be more clear, that's a new one. And I initially was like, I don't know if this is a good intention, but I've sat with it and I'm like, okay, no, I think I'm here for it. So this is around almost finishing what we started last year. I don't know about you, Em, but I feel like the business evolved so much in 2020. Like we entered the year, it was digital marketing coaching and we ended the year and it's like digital marketing, business, productivity, strategy, coaching, something, blah, blah, blah. And I think what we now need to do is actually figure out like actually what is this business about? I don't know if you'd agree, like if someone were to say like, oh, Em, like you work with Alice two days a week, what's that business about? How clear that explanation would be? Yeah, it's definitely not as clear as it was when we first started working together because we definitely cater to to more people and we offer more and mm. yeah, everything's grown. And yeah, I agree with you. It's just kind of, um, yeah, just like making it clear. Exactly. Yeah, it's always, it's always helpful when you have that one or two lines that you can be like, this is what it is. Yeah, and I think it's getting there. Like I'd explain it as, oh, the business helps people to get clear on their long-term vision and put the strategy in place to get there. But I think really kind of solidifying that and then also doing the work of ensuring that all of the offerings make sense together as well is important. I mean, it's amazing how many things the business now has, so many different ways that people can work with the business. But again, I don't think it's as clear as it could be to us and therefore not to other people of like, you need help with this. Okay, this is for you. Or you're in this position. Okay, this offering is what's made for you. So I think doing that work of kind of clarifying everything will be important. And then it's then the next step because that's all internal work of then make sure everything, make sure, wow, Mm -hmm. why we're hiring a copywriter people, of then making sure everything reflects that. So website, bios, that kind of thing. I always find, I think what the problem is, is always the next step. Like I think the problem is that my website's not clear enough, but actually the problem is that I'm not actually clear on what the business is. So I can do the tangible thing. I have to kind of do that internal foundation work first. Um, We kind of started that in September, didn't we? When we went away for that little team retreat, but Mm -hmm. we've added a fair few things in since then. (laughs) Many new things. And then intention number three, to be more scalable. 
I think I need to change this one a little bit, actually, because as we were talking it out in recording number one, may it rest in peace, I was realizing like almost the intention for the whole year is scaling. Um, and I think this intention is around how we are scaling, but whilst keeping that very branded and value-driven experience at the core yeah. of the business. I know it's something that we were conscious of in 2020, you know, as it goes from me working with everyone one-on-one to actually there being more, you know, group programs and courses is so important to both of us that everyone's experience, regardless of how much you pay and, and what you're buying into, you still have an experience that feels personal and that feels really entrenched in the values that we have as a business. So I think both, yes, thinking about how we scale next year and bring in more kind of, not even more income streams, but almost just level up all the income streams we've got and just grow everything. I think it's important to keep in mind that we want to do that in a way that still still feels good to us. Because I'm sure you'd agree with me, scaling isn't worth doing if we don't still have the values at the heart of the business. Yeah, 100%. Because I think that's something that we both enjoy so much is seeing those communities that we are kind of facilitating. Like we Mm. really want to know people. We want to know like your pets and the kids and where you live and what you do. You know, we never want to lose that element because that's what makes it fun is human connection. Mm. Yeah. And we want people to feel known. I don't want people to ever feel anonymous when they're interacting with the business. I want them to feel like they're part of something because they are. Um, And I think as we scale, and of course that intention is about how we do that scaling and how we get that growth. I think we've just got to keep bringing it back to um, okay, well, how are we doing this in a way that still feels right for us? And I do wonder, like, is there a glass ceiling on growth for this business? Because we're so passionate about keeping things feeling, we're almost trying to keep it feeling small whilst yeah. growing it as big as we can. And I am interested to see, like, is there an equilibrium point that where we're like, okay, that's the most amount of people we can have in that to keep it that way and I think we need to figure out fit each of the offerings like what is that maximum capacity and therefore what's the maximum that this current business can grow to and then I'm sure once we reach that capacity we'll add in some more things that allow yeah. us to I wonder it to if the that's the case of where we grow with it as well though because I can imagine right now say you and I would be like okay we can comfortably know 20 people but once mm. we've done that once, we'll be like, okay, now I feel confident I could do that for 30. So we grow with it because our capacity yeah, grows true. as well. Yeah. Well, if you think back to the first ever, when it was called the six week thing, that was 50 people. And I found mm. that so, it was a huge challenge. I loved it, but it was quite overwhelming at times. Mm. And we've done programs since with a hundred people in, and that felt a lot easier. So yeah, that's a really good point. I think it is our kind of stamina as well. We'll yeah. be growing with the business's needs. It's pretty dreamy. Just as a side note, I do wonder when this business gets to a point where kind of the growth is maybe less obvious and rapid, whether we'll then come up with another business. We'll wait and see on that. Coffee van. We're not doing a coffee van. You can do a coffee van. I'll do, I don't know. I'll buy Pedal some boarding coaching. Get rich. Yeah, sounds like a good plan. So then what we do, we've got those three intentions, established, clear and scalable, is we then set quarterly goals uh, for quarter one, which is Jan, Feb and March, which line up with and work towards them. So to quickly just rattle them off so people can see some examples. To be more established in quarter one, we're going to create and implement a PR strategy. Sounds fancy, but basically just do PR. Uh, Use LinkedIn. I've actually bought Phoebe in Bureau 155's course on LinkedIn. 
Very mm-hmm. excited about that. Love to learn. Uh, and then one that involves you a little bit more, get some new and different podcast guests in. Yes, just I'm excited. Liven it up a bit. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love having basically just my friends on to chat with, but I feel like it's probably an untapped growth. What's the word I'm looking for? Something. We could probably yeah. do more with this podcast. Yeah. And we can bring in different voices from different areas and they bring different experiences and zhuzh. Zhuzh it up. We're giving it a zhuzh. The podcast is having a zhuzh. It definitely is. We'll talk a little bit more about that at the end. And then intention number two, to be more clear in Q1, I'm going to, and this sounds very fancy, solidify business model. So basically just going to do that work of like the what, the who, the why, the how, clarify all of that work with Steph from Innovate and Thrive, which I'm very excited about on the kind of business design. And then once that clarity is there, I'm hoping that clarity is reached in Q1. We can then start working with a copywriter, which will be our newest team member, hopefully, to lift all the copy in line with it, which will be nice. I don't think either of us are thrilled by writing. So that's quite a nice prospect. I think as well, when you see someone do it well, it's just Mm. done so well. It just elevates everything. It's such an impressive skill. I love it. We're both amazed by copywriters, aren't we? Yeah, in awe. (laughs) Yeah. When I did the worksheets for the launch with Polly, the copywriter went through them and they they weren't like rewriting it. They were basically just saying what was grammatically wrong. It turns out I don't know the difference between what is it, which and that or something like that. There's basically, she was like, you've you've literally used the wrong word every single time. And I was like, wow, I love my brain. Well Well, done me. Consistent. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's so like, I blame it on not fully finishing school, but maybe it's just a thing that happens. Like you just kind of make up your own grammatical rules at some point and go, yeah, that's the way we do it. <laughs> like I can tell you, I just use dashes all the time. Definitely not correct. Yeah. Makes sense to me. I know what it means. Finally, intention number three, to be more scalable in Q1, we're going to sustain on it, which has now got much, much more. Wow. Tell why I'm hiring a copywriter. <laughs> it's getting a lot more people in it, which is going to be exciting. Also, going to update client onboarding. I, as you know, hate that as a project. I think it's very dull. I hate that client onboarding always has things wrong with it. Uh, but I'm going to see it as a joyful project. Can't wait to update my contracts. Can't wait to come up with new client welcome packs. Although that's a fun one. Yeah, that'll client be fun. Packs. That's an enjoyable one. And then two things that are already happening is launch two courses. I feel like a big part of scaling is bringing in more income streams that aren't as reliant on our time and energy. So mm-hmm. we've got the course with Domestica launching at some point and also the launching course about launching. The course about launching is launching in January. Wow. Need to come up with a better description for that one. I was going to say the copy for that's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) Need to hire a copywriter there. So those are quarter one goals. Now there's not any in there which are pandemic changing reliant. I feel like that's an intentional choice. Don't get me wrong. I was very tempted to put some in that we kind of had to almost grieve this year of like, oh, well, maybe we're going to get a chance to do it next year. But I don't know about you, Em, but it almost feels like setting myself up for failure to put anything in there that's too reliant on anything changing. And maybe we'll just have to see it as like an unexpected joy as and when things change, then we'll get to bring in a few goals and intentions that maybe feel, yeah, more realistic. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to check in on this halfway through the year. Yeah. So we'll see where you are. And if there's the opportunity to do anything in person, (gasps) that would be, that. I know we'd both, 
jump at the chance to be able to do that. But at the moment, if we put it in there, we might just be setting ourselves up to be sad all over again. So. Exactly. And I think with intentions and goals, like you want to stretch yourself, but you want to do that in a way that is actually realistic, both mm. in terms of your capacity, but also in terms of the world. And reality is like, I, it's the thing of, I could set that as an intention, but it's actually illegal for that to uh, be achieved right now. So maybe we're mm. just going to have to put that on the back burner. But like yeah. I said, six months in, there's a little bit of hope that things might be at least, you, you know, there might even be just a plan of when things will change. Um, and just think when we're sat at that retreat house in the hot tub, I mean, I am now grossed out by swimming pools and hot tubs because I've just realized how gross of a concept it really is. But, you know, ignoring that, it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful occasion. Yeah, it's going to be all the sweeter for just being able to all hang out together. Yeah. I, my, my brain can't almost, like, can't compute it. Can't quite imagine like, it, I'm imagining, yeah. like, everyone walking into the retreat house and hugging them and then all being on a sofa next to each other. And it's amazing how quickly our brains have just adapted to, like, the new rules. And I wonder, it might. it's going to be so odd, but hopefully really exciting when, yeah, yeah hopefully we adapt back the other way as as quickly or easily you know yeah do you find like the unexpectedness of a year exciting like I find it exciting to look at these intentions and think well we'll definitely achieve these but as we've learned in previous years like there's always going to be things and projects that are kind of come in that maybe don't come from us but still feel really joyful and great and that's quite a fun thought isn't it like yeah really know what this year is going to hold I find I find that really exciting. I know some people don't don't like that, like not knowing or they don't like change, but that's definitely like I I love those kind of things. Mm. I find it super exciting. Yeah. And that's why I like doing these episodes, because it gives people, you know, it's all good and well once you've achieved something, being like, here's what we've done. But I think it's hopefully valuable for people to see like literally not even day one of 2021, hey, these are the intentions we're setting. Like I said, in six months, we'll let you know how we're doing with these. They're, they always evolve, don't they? We never, you know, we don't hold ourselves to anything. So we'll wait and see what changes six months in and then end of the year, see where the business Who is at. Who knows? Maybe it will have 10 more offerings in it. Who knows then? Have you started a second business by that point? I think business number two is coming this year. I don't know what it is. Like Vix is starting a new business. She's got a product oh, really? business coming. Wow. Yeah. I know. Just feel like it's in the air. Like something new. But yeah, I don't think product. I think having done the project with Polly, I've learned, I've seen, I haven't even had to do it. I've just seen how much products are in terms of effort and energy and and kind of logistics. So yeah, I think keep it simple. (laughs) It's also not a quick turnaround. And Uh, you like you like a quick turnaround. I want to do it now. I think I mentioned this before. I I think I would enjoy like trading or I don't know, well, you know, people Trading's a long game. You need to be a day trader. Yeah, but it's still like, I know it's not instant. I don't mind. I don't want instant growth or money. I just like when things are quite like, I don't know, I don't want to have to wait six weeks for something to arrive at my house. It'll come. It'll evolve. Maybe a retreat house. Back oh, that would be lovely, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be cool? I think you'd be a really good Airbnb host. Oh, do you know what? Actually, when I was younger, that's something I was really like into the idea of having like, b&b's or hostels or whatever Mm, i think you'd look after people well and i think because you're the kind of person that goes to airbnbs and stays at places i feel like you know the the clientele well you know their needs do you know what i'm gonna try and do this year alice pandemic 
depending is I think I'm going to try and go to a retreat by myself which I know that doesn't sound super scary but like I'm not very good at like holidaying by myself or whatever so that's something I'm going to do to try and push myself this year I love that Mm. I've seen one in Cornwall that's like wild swimming yoga and stand up paddleboard that's that's a bit of you that's you yeah sounds nice that's great I'm always really surprised when you say you don't like naturally spend a lot of time on your own you strike me as someone that's quite independent I do in that like I'll happily sit by myself like do I don't need to be around people at all but if I'm going to do something I like to do it with someone else I like Mm. shared experiences but I really want to be a ballsy person that can like go on holiday or that by themselves yes do you like going for dinner on your own I've only done it in a way that's like on a business like with work or and and I've been to the cinema by myself once but that was because James had to stay late at work (laughs) (laughs) so it wasn't a choice I'd like to get better at that kind of stuff like my mum's amazing she goes to the zoo by herself she goes to the cinema she does everything do you know what I mean she's not bothered she'll go do anything by herself I love that I think it's one of those things where you like ripping the band-aid off I think if you just did it I reckon you would really love it because yeah. like you said, you're not like a, I'm just trying to think back to when we've been together, like at retreats and stuff. You don't, you're not one of those like round people all the time. You're quite happy mm. doing your own thing. I think you'd love it. I think you would. Just got to get a bit braver. My yeah. cold showers will help, help hey, with that. Easing yourself in. I'm actually thinking about setting some personal intentions for the first time ever. Normally just yeah. kind of let my personal life fall by the wayside. But you know what? I feel like. Not this, this year. Is the year. Add some of them in. I was joking with Polly that our, um, if we were like talking about whether you could use the quarterly view for your dating life. And we were like, right. If I can... <laughs> it's just the only interesting thing happening in my life right now and it's still very dull. But we were joking like month one actions would be like, you know, create a basically a better person for yourself. So like get some new hobbies or take some new photos. Like month number two, get feedback from previous dates and exes. Oh God, And update no. your profile. Month three actions. <laughs> swipe right <laughs> can you imagine if we were like right guys it's not it's not just for your business life set your goals for other areas too that's quite hilarious I don't know if it's I don't know if it's progressive but it sounds funny <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I am that's me all over I don't know that it's actually okay but it's funny and I'm like right it's funny I'll do it fine <laughs> if I get a laugh I'll make it happen do anything for a laugh no I don't think it'll be those kind of goals because also those goals are reliant on not meeting people that are boring and don't have a favourite supermarket. So. Also, I think you're putting too much on them, asking feedback from them. No. What would be your suggestions then? If my, my quarterly goal, which to clarify to everyone, it isn't. I'm very, very content. If my quarterly goal was date, what are my monthly actions? Because we need month one, two and three Here, actions. Do you know what I'd do? is maybe you set up all the dates so the so you say these are all the things that I want to do these are the places I want to go to and then invite people ask them if they want to come with you like a calendar link yeah and say I'm going to this drive-through cinema do you want to come you don't need them to go and do the activity you'd go regardless you're just inviting them into your world well I do go for walks and go to Tesco on my own so it's true you know smashing it that you don't have to do it with them. Um, it's an interesting thought. I did wonder about just putting a tweet out and just being like, look, I can't be asked, but does anyone want to go on a date? I just can't really be bothered to go on an app or anything. So just click this link. I don't know. Maybe I'll get them to inquire through you and then we could set up a whole system. I'll let you know. 
gosh. <laughs> I think I'd be really harsh, actually. I don't think I'd have much time for... No, I don't any, think you'd... Any I think you'd around. very well. I think we're on the same page with a lot of things, so... Yeah, I'd be running a tight ship, for sure. Question number one, what's your favourite crisp? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like this? Get out right. of here. Let's round this up. We did discuss in the last episode that we recorded about the future of this podcast. Yeah. Maybe we won't go into too much detail, but as you mentioned beforehand um, in, earlier on in this episode, I feel like the podcast could do with a little zhuzh. We've had a year and a half of the current concept, give or take a few weeks in the start of the pandemic where we kind of lost our whatever you would call it and just put out whatever. Pretty sure we did do a quiz at one point. It was a brilliant quiz, <laughs> yes. So yeah, we've been doing this concept for a year and a half of conversation starters, high-low, quick-fire questions, may they rest in peace. Those lasted a while and then we kind of ran out of quick-fire questions. But you know, the other two things we still do. And I feel like the podcast could do with a little little sum in summing, you know? I think a new concept. A bit concept, of a revamp. Yeah, yeah, something a little bit creative. I love podcasts where it's listening to interviews, but I feel like we can do not better than that. I just think we can really mix it up and come up with something that I mean I say this and then I'll probably be back next week like this week's conversation starter is didn't change a thing guys but yeah I guess if the listeners have any thoughts and feelings about the podcast what you like what you not like what might you Mm want to listen to I mean if it's possible to do I mean I'll make it happen yeah I think if we like it no I think that like we said before for us, we want to really be at the forefront. We don't want to be like playing catch up in terms of the concept and the format. And we just want to push it and make sure it's got tons of value mm. and that it's as good as it can be. Yes. And just like it's take it up a notch. Bridge the gap, absolutely, between value and entertainment. Like yeah. I know that we could make, I feel like the entertainment hard bits harder. Yeah. Like I think we could easily make episodes that are value, like I'll, in talk about tips for this and interview people on their stories for xyz but i don't know i think what i love about the podcast that i love is that entertainment aspect too in terms of it's like a little bit fun or i don't know like i was listening to one of um ellie and rachel's episodes the other day and i was like this is it because it's that it's the two things are, are both there so yeah maybe we'll just yeah. steal their podcast concept maybe call it like the business we will not do that ellie and rachel that won't be happening but maybe we could have a think about um we should look at what we both like listening to and then kind mm. of compare and go from there i love Get that, some ideas I love together. that. well we'll report back on that listeners let us know any thoughts and feelings but hopefully everyone has enjoyed this first episode back it's definitely been a chatty one i mean you had the highs and the lows at the start and then our business intentions and goals for the rest of it so whether you were craving a bit of fun or you wanted a prompt to think about the year ahead, I hope this episode has provided you with that. Just thinking if there's any admin in three days' time when it will no longer be sociable to say Happy New Year, the full launch of the AB Method planning range is happening. So if you didn't get in on the pre-order, join the waitlist below. Anything from you, Emily? Anything you need to tell people? I don't have any admin to report, but just <laughs> happy new year, everyone. Oh, you get to end on a nice note. There I yeah. am. Like, join the wait list, buy something. I was like, happy new year. Love you That's all. That's the role I play in this. <laughs> yeah, true. We balance each other out well. It's a good dynamic. Right. Peace out. Bye. Right. Let's make sure we've saved this one. <laughs>